uh, tonight. I've had several conversations of uh, folks who have uh, been spending time here and just kind of parking it for a little bit and reading and meditating and uh, appreciated being able to hear about that and pray that as the month goes on that that'll be that'll continue and the blessings will continue as well. Um, tonight we're going to look at the first eight verses of Psalm 119. We're going to look at the first eight verses. And really I think the first eight verses are are a, an introduction into the rest of the psalm. So last Wednesday we were more concerned about structure and approach. Um, on Sunday we looked at one of those meditations doors and uh, tonight we're going we're gonna to look and see how the first eight verses, the first section of Psalm 119 really sets us up for the, for the rest of the psalm. So let's just read those eight verses Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Um, one of the things I said last Wednesday, and one of the things I, I'll continue to try to press as we think about Psalm 119 is just some of the different ways that we can we can read and benefit from this psalm. I mentioned on Sunday how much benefit you can get out of just observation. Just looking and seeing how is this person interacting uh, with with the Lord. I mentioned last Wednesday that one of the things that you could do is to just read section by section and just stop and kind of stand in awe at how this guy is interacting with the Lord. Um, it would it would be a it would be well worth taking the time to just go section by section and just do that and just write down what your observations are about that. We're going to do a little bit of that tonight, but. Um, um, as we go through, I'll just continue to throw out suggestions, you know, here and there. We, we look to see what all he was doing with the word last Wednesday. I made the rec- recommendation that you could go through and take note of what all the word is doing in him. That would also be a good intentional study as you make your way through Psalm 119 with a lot of places to stop and meditate. Um, so just, just finding different things to do with the psalm to engage with it. But as we look at the first eight verses, we use these as an introduction. I think they they probably are intended to be an introduction into the uh, into the psalm. Uh, we we are introduced to three things. Introduced to three things as we look at the eight eight verses. Um, number one, Psalm one nineteen. 
uh, introduces us to a God who blesses. Okay? This is a God who blesses. We see that in the first four verses. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. You'll notice right away as we begin that this... uh, Psalm does not start out with, and we've mentioned this before, but does not start out with these abstract statements about God's Word. It's, it's about how an individual interacts with God's Word. It's not just about what the Word is like, particularly whenever we think about the blessings. It's, 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 it's more than that. Who, who is it that's blessed? We could think about this as one of those beatitude statements, you know. Think about it as being uh, connected even to a to a Psalm one kind of an idea. Blessed. Sometimes that word is translated as as happy. I think probably a better translation of that would would be um, favored. You've received God's favor. Um, you can be a recipient of God's favor and not be happy in the sense of being giddy about something. You know so. You've you've been favored by God, received His favor. Um, who is that? Who is the individual who falls into that category? That is the recipient of God's blessings, God's favor. Well, if you look at the first verse, it's, it says, "Blessed are the undefiled in the way." The word "undefiled" there is a word that doesn't just is a word that's it's a comprehensive word so it's in the hebrew it's the same um, it's the same word in the greek that's translated in james 1 when it talks about um, let patience have a perfect work that you may be whole or perfect or complete and really what it's talking about is your whole life being brought under the obedience and blessings of God's Word. Okay? It's not boxing up and categorizing different areas of our life, but there's a wholeness here. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. That is, those who uh, the Word has influenced every area of their life who walk. Okay? That's... that's uh, becomes pretty pretty evident we're talking about practicality manner of life who walk in the law of the lord verse 2 blessed are they that keep his testimonies that seek him with the whole heart now it's worth noting again that the psalmist here is concerned about and speaking to not just somebody who is dedicated to a list of rules or who is even dedicated to a book for a book's sake. 
You notice how verse 2 is laid out. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies. What is that? And seek Him with the whole heart. It's an individual who's wholeheartedly seeking God by keeping His testimonies. He's seeking God through what He's found in Scripture. Walking in these things. Obeying these things. You'll notice it's those who seek God with the whole heart. Okay? This is not a half-hearted approach. The blessings are not for those who are careless. It's for those who are seeking the Lord wholeheartedly. Those who are undefiled. That is, it's this wholehearted seeking that is influencing the whole person, every area in our life. So I'm not just trying to seek the Lord, just to illustrate the point, to be a better pastor or to be a better husband or to be a better father. I want to seek the Lord and I want every role that I play, every responsibility that I've been given to be influenced, to come under the influence and under the obedience of God's Word. You see, one of the things that we find out fairly quickly as we move our way into Psalm 119 and we start to think about the blessed individual, the God who blesses and the individual who receives these blessings, well, God's not really playing around here, is He? In the sense that He's a holy God. And He doesn't just flippantly throw out His blessings. Who are the blessed individuals? Well, they're the undefiled. They're the ones who are keeping His testimony and seeking Him with the whole heart. He goes on in verse 3 to say, they also do no iniquity. Or they, yeah, they do no iniquity, but they walk in His ways. Well, the text is pretty clear. Um, not a lot of not a lot of things hidden. He goes on to say, "You have commanded, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently." The key word, I think, being in that. Text diligently, right? So, so you can rest assured that you are living a life that is blessed by God as the Word of God is influencing every area of your life as you are keeping His testimonies and seeking Him with the whole heart, not half-hearted, but all in, whole heart, that you're walking in His ways and that you are diligent about keeping His precepts. Well, as we start out, Psalm 119, we think about these Four verses, these first four verses that really get us into the psalm. What's your response to those? What's your response to those? 
Sometimes we can think, you know, we need to hear more preaching like that. You know, we need folks to get more serious. We need, we don't need any, any more of this namby pamby, half hearted pursuing of the Lord. We need some whole hearted approach to the Lord. We need folks who are serious about diligently keeping the word. I tell you, we live in a world and it's, uh, it's just full of all these people who uh, are the opposite of this. I mean, you have the liberals and then the so-called conservatives that everybody knows aren't conservative. And I mean, they're just in bad shape. If we had more preaching like this, things would be better. You know, the psalmist's response to these first four verses is not that. It's not, aren't you sad that we live in a world where everybody's not like me? It's not that. We're introduced to a God who blesses, but He's a God who reserves His blessings for those who are undefiled, those who keep His testimonies with the whole heart, those who walk in His ways, and those who keep His precepts diligently. Notice, thou hast commanded. This is not an option. You haven't suggested this. This is a command that you keep my precepts diligently. Secondly, after we're introduced to a God who blesses, in Psalm 119, we're introduced to a person who strays. We're introduced to a person who strays. What do you say after you've thought about these first four verses? Lord, you've commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Well, you know what the psalmist says? Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not. Utterly. What is the psalmist response here? You know, in, in some ways, I would say um, the psalmist response really helps to invite us into this psalm. There's really two things that could happen, two ways we could go wrong with this. Number one, we could take verses one through four. Talk about blessed are those who this and blessed are those who that and those who serve the Lord with the whole heart, seek Him with the whole heart and uh, keep His commandments diligently. Uh, two wrong ways we could approach that. Uh, number one, we could in uh, really in a spirit that is overzealous say, yes, that's where I want to be. That's the world I want to live in. I don't, I don't know why everybody else isn't here. That's where I am. I'm serious about my walk with the Lord. I want to keep His precepts diligently, and for the most part, I do. That's what, that's what I do. I, I, the, I let the Word affect the areas of my life that, that I'm aware of, and, 
And I'm telling you, as far as my devotion to the Lord, there's no half-heartedness here. Well, there's a real blindness to that kind of an approach or response, isn't there? There's nothing wrong with being committed to the Lord. There's nothing wrong with wanting to grow in this. And I would submit that's exactly where the psalmist is. But there is something wrong with saying, I'm getting real excited about a God who blesses me based on my performance. And the gospel is the answer to that kind of attitude. I'm getting very excited about a God who blesses me because of my wholehearted pursuit of him. And on one hand, we could become arrogant. We could begin to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We can begin to think that we're really knocking it out of the park, and so we get excited about this sort of a thing. And um, we we uh, are energized by him. On the other hand, you could read those four verses and just get completely deflated and say, Psalm 119 is not for me. You know, blessings to those who are undefiled, blessings to those who are seeking the Lord with the whole heart, blessings to those who aren't doing iniquity. I mean, I've just got to be honest with myself. That is, that is not me. And so we become deflated. We don't really want to spend a ton of time here or thinking about these kinds of things. Psalm 119 really does, I mean, if we take it in light of the New Testament, Psalm 119 really does show us how we come at a relationship with the Lord through the gospel of Jesus Christ to where on one hand, we are pursuing Him and we're taking what He has to say seriously, but on the other hand, we are not resting in our performance. The real you is coming to the real God. Blessed is the man who keeps his testimonies. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. See, I don't think when the psalmist says this, he's deflated. I don't, I don't think he's down in the dumps. I think he's acknowledging this is where God is, and this is what God has said, and this is where I am. In a sense, I think verse 5 would reflect... Uh, maybe the publican's prayer in Luke 18, uh, verse 13, the one who wouldn't even look up and just said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. In stark contrast to the Pharisee that said, Lord, I thank you that I am not like them. We got a lot of wretched folks around here and I'm not one of them. Thank you. We got a lot of folks around here who do not have access to your blessings, but I do because I have got this thing figured out. Well, we have a God who blesses. We have a psalmist who strays and honestly is 
refreshingly transparent about his struggles and about his straying. He's not playing pretend. He's not wearing a mask. I mean, again, doesn't that resonate with your heart? I, oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. This, is, this guy's not... He's, he is seeking the Lord, but he's not claiming to be doing this in a perfect way. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. Okay, ashamed. Disappointed. You know anything about disappointments in your own walk with the Lord? You got any areas in your life, any scenarios in your life that come up and you just think... What about this verse? This verse is very helpful as we think about this individual who is prone to wander, I think, as we sing the, the, the hymn this evening. Verse 32, when he says, I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. I will run the way of your commandments when you shall enlarge my heart. You know what that says? Really, I think it, it, it says the same thing that verses 5 through 8 of Psalm 119 are saying. And essentially what he's, what he's saying here is, Lord, I genuinely do not want to struggle anymore. I don't want to struggle with sin anymore. I don't want to struggle with the specific things that I struggle with. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of struggling with fear. I'm, I don't want to struggle with lust anymore. I don't want to struggle with anxiety anymore. I don't want to struggle with bitterness anymore. I don't want to struggle with fill in the blank. I need your help. Lord, when you enlarge my heart, I will run the way of your commandments. Now, this is not the same thing as saying, God, I'm blaming you for my struggle. It's saying, Lord, I want to grow. I want to pursue you. I need your help. And at the same time, I'm acknowledging my weakness, my inconsistencies, my frailties. You remember what happened in the garden whenever... uh, Adam and Eve sinned. God comes walking like He always did in the cool of the day, as far as we know. Um, And because of Adam and Eve's sin, they went and did what? They hid. Psalm 119, the writer of Psalm 119 is not hiding. He's exposing. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed. Adam and Eve covered their shame with fig leaves. And this is not in the text, but essentially, based on God's actions, he says, that is ridiculous. What do you think you're hiding? Well, we take the physical reality there and we bring it into a spiritual communing with the Lord. Essentially, that's what's happening in Psalm 119. 
Lord, I'm not trying to play pretend here. I'm not trying to pretend like I'm more devoted than I am or that I'm more faithful than I am. And I don't mean that in a flippant way. I don't mean that in a half-hearted way. But as I come to you and as I commune with you, uh, I'm bringing the real me because you see that anyway. My prayers don't need to be dressed up. I don't need to pretend like I'm more than I am. I also don't need to pretend like I'm less than I am. This is where I am compared to what you've laid out in your word. Does your heart resonate with that? You know, one of the things that I would say is a huge challenge and and one of the reasons why we at times have such a difficult time with uh, with just spending time with the Lord is because we're afraid to be real. It's a religious exercise in the sense of I've got to manufacture something. Rather than a relationship between a father and his son, a relationship, a covenant relationship where your standing before God has already been secured outside of your performance. Psalm 119 really is the picture of an imperfect man communing with a perfect God, and it does beg the question, how? How's he doing this in the Old Testament? How's he doing this in light of the first four verses? Well, in the New Testament, we know how. We know how. He's coming through a different righteousness than the righteousness of his self, of his own works. And so he's able to articulate these kinds of struggles that we typically would stray away from. So, number one, Psalm 119 introduces us to a God who blesses. And, and as I'm, I'm making these points, these are points you can trace throughout the psalm. The point of tonight is not to um, give a thorough exegesis of verses 1 through 8. This is an introduction into the rest of the psalm. It's a God who blesses. It's an individual who strays, or we could say it this way, an individual who is prone to wander. And then number 3, Psalm 119, uh, verses 1 through 8, introduces us to a person who is seeking God and we have to pull in another verse for this last half, but introduces us to a person who is seeking God and trusting that God is seeking him. Okay, Say that again. You need both parts. Psalm 119 introduces us to an individual who is seeking God and he's trusting that God is seeking him. So... How does it, what does it look like for this individual to be seeking the Lord? Well, he's seeking God in verse 5 when he says, Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. That's not a rebellious statement. Honestly, I think you could make a case that he got to verse 5 by meditating on verse 1. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. I need to think about that. I need to put some thought into that. 
And when he gets finished, this is not all he has to say, but one of the things that he has to say is, I wish that were me. I wish I were more faithful. I wish I were more diligent. I wish my heart wasn't so divided. I wish that every area of my life was influenced and brought under obedience to the Word. But he's not defeated in the sense that he goes through saying all those things and says, what are we going to do? You know, it is what it is. No, he he ends this whole thing in verse 8 by saying, I will keep your statutes. You see how his, his, his transparency before the Lord is really fueling his motivation to continue to seek after God. He's coming to God and he's not coming to him trying to put on a facade. He's not trying to put on a performance. He's not trying to keep up appearances. He's bearing his heart before the Lord. He's seeking God. He's reaffirming his commitment. And the reason that he can do that is because he's also trusting that God is seeking him. Now, you can find that in other verses uh, in the psalm, but particularly the last verse in Psalm 119 would play that out as he says in verse 176, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. That's a weird verse, isn't it? I mean, if you just take it for what it says. I've gone astray like a sheep. Seek your servant. That sounds passive, except it's not. Because he says, seek me because I do not forget your commandments. You have an individual here who is seeking the Lord and at the same time, he is trusting that the Lord is seeking him. So we could say more about that. I think you would be blessed by spending a little bit of time in Psalm 119 verses 1 through 8 and thinking about that. But I think also these three themes would help you as you go through Psalm 119 if you were to just Look for those and, and take note of those. It's a, it introduces us to a God who blesses. We're introduced to an individual who is prone to wander and he's upfront about it. And then it introduces us to an individual who is seeking God and trusting that God is seeking him. Very basic categories. But honestly, particularly the last two are categories that are necessary if you would live a faithful Christian life pursuing the Lord. Why do I say that? Because if your walk with the Lord looks like you trying to keep up appearances, that will wear you out. If nobody else knows you're faking it, you do. And God, but... The other side of it is, is if you're trying to seek the Lord, if you're thinking that this is a one-sided deal, 
that you're trying to seek God and what God has done was just laid out the path, but you're the one climbing the mountain all by yourself, you will wear out. You're not going to make it. Psalm 119 really introduces us into and, and, and models for us what this childlike transparency between the believer and the Lord looks like. This is what communion looks like. It's poetic because it's written in King James English, but were it not written in the form that it's written in like this, there's nothing very impressive face value about verses 1-8. through eight about a man who says, yes, I know, but I don't. But I want to. But I think we find really the, the cry of every believer's heart there, and I think we see categorically the story of every believer's life. We go through seasons where we have victories. We go through seasons where we have failures. We go through seasons where we're motivated and we go through seasons where the Lord comes and seeks us. And so this constant is I'm coming before a God who blesses as one who is prone to wander and I'm seeking Him and at the same time trusting that He's also seeking me. So again, it's as I said on Wednesday... We're looking at these doors, opening up a little bit, but as particularly on the Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings will be different. But if 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 you come to Wednesday nights um, thinking that what you're getting is a normal, typical message, that's not going to be it for December. Wednesday night is to kind of try to help whet your appetite to go home and do something with some of these themes and ideas that we're trying to pull from Psalm. One nineteen. Let's pray. Father, uh, we thank You that You are a God who blesses. And Father, we thank You that You have given us every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That He was the man who did not do any iniquity. That He was the man who kept uh, all of Your precepts diligently. And Lord, we are the recipients of the blessing that came from His performance. And so now as we look at a Psalm 119 and the realities that are there, we are free to come to You the way the psalmist does. We're, we're free to pursue these blessings that come as we try to enter into fellowship with You by walking in Your ways through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're free to acknowledge our weaknesses and our frailties and our inconsistencies without running and hiding and trying to cover our shame because our guilt and shame has already been covered in Christ. And Father, we are free and even more motivated to approach You as one who is seeking the Lord, knowing that the Lord has sought and is seeking me. And so, Lord, I pray that you would bless these themes to be helpful and that they would stir our meditations and in turn stir us to praise and obedience. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.